the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do mean that. I do appreciate it. Um, I don't know if you think I'm sincere or not, but it is what it is. I dig you. I've always digged you. I dug you. My goal is to help get you to retirement any way possible that I can. And usually the number one way of going about that is to just, you know, come to some sort of fruition, some sort of come to some sort of knowledge. Like, I don't know a lot of stuff. And you got to start by like going, okay, how much am I making? Who am I? What am I? Kind of review your financial situation a little bit in your head. Um, You have to have a budget. You have to. And if you think real estate's the only way to go, you're making a massive, huge mistake, in my opinion. Um, Let's see what we got. Today, as far as stories go, Tinder's the hottest dating app for millennials. So we kind of know that. Uh, They have a subscription service, which, you know, when you download the app from the App Store... Apple gets a piece of that action, that subscription. There was a horrible, horrible story out of Paris this year, or France. Is, is there really a difference to most Americans? Um, so there's a horrible, horrible story um, that came out about the little boy who, I guess he fell off a six-story balcony and he got stuck on the fourth story, so he didn't die. But he's hanging there. And the neighbor's grabbing his arm but can't pull him in. You're like, but you're a grown man. Why can't you pull a little kid in? And he was kind of at a funky angle and he didn't want to drop him or he didn't want to panic the kids. Some immigrant, holy mackerel, immigrant climbs up four stories and saves the baby. And France is like, oh, 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 we will make you a citizen. So that's great. That's all good news. And then the story starts coming out like the kid's okay. The immigrant gets citizenship. Uh, the neighbor, he's not a bad person for not drunk. Where was the dad? Well, the mom had left the baby with a dad, and the dad went out 
left the kid in the home, six-story home. I guess maybe with some sort of access to a patio, right? Or a window. I'm not, I'm not judging, but you know where the dad was? He was playing Pokemon Go. Now you're saying, I remember Pokemon Go when I was 12. And I'm like, are you 15? Because you're, you're, you're like, it's three years old. So, yeah, we all remember Pokemon Go. And the first time we saw people, like, standing around at midnight at, like, stadiums and bars. And they're all trying to do raids and spin virtual Poke currencies, Poke coins, or whatever Mario dollars that they had left in their pockets so that they could play this game. So Pokemon, the guy in France, leaves the house, the kid, forgets, uh, I'm not going to say forgets, to play Pokemon Go. And Apple gets a piece of that action. So Apple's having a conference starting today that they bring in the developers and they kind of woo them, not with women and cheap beer, but with, well, maybe women and cheap beer. I don't know what they're wooing them with. Okay, probably swag bags, right? So try to get the developer to, to develop something great for your product, your hardware. And we'll push it for you. So Apple has to come out and tell the developers, like, here is what we have coming out this year. Not in a hush-hush kind of way, but they show some of the new features on the iOS 12, the next operating system with the phone. It's going to come with a new Animoji. And you'll be able to use Animoji for FaceTime calls. I know you're saying, awesome, or are you saying, who cares? That's one of the problems with the developer conferences. We're now on WWDC, whatever it is. We're on at least operating system 12 for the phone. Like They're not going to come up with an operating system that you know blends uh, fruit smoothies. Who doesn't love a good fruit smoothie, right? Awesome. So Siri integration into the Photos app... Do not disturb features for blocking notifications. Um, it, you know, good God, I, every morning I'm up and I hear my phone go bleep, bleep. So can we make that? No, it's not innovative, right? Few rumors exist about the upcoming Mac OS 14, the successor Mac OS 13, which is high Sierra. That's currently the latest on Macs, right? But the, there's something they called it some, something being developed now called a universal app, which would work with your phone, your iPad, or your Mac. So Apple gets people together and they talk about the new MacBook Pro and um, how they want you know developers to develop around it and how some of these speakers are going to have seen the smart speakers and here's the new developers kit for the augmented reality. Here's the new developers kit for the. Um, the iPad Pro that looks a lot like an iPhone 10. So uh, a lot, not a lot. And see, this is what the story I'm trying to get at. Ten years ago, we would have been wearing diapers with excitement of like, please tell us something, tell us something amazing. And then someone would, Apple would open their their big fat Apple mouths and they would say, and here's one more thing. And people would pee themselves with excitement and the stock would move higher. Now, today the stock's moving higher, but is it a coincidence? Because the developers' conference ain't all that in a bucket of chicken to me. 
it's cute, and you kind of can see like, like they're not losing track, or they are losing track. So that's nice. One of the things I hate to see is um, reading any newspaper or any business magazine where they interview someone in their 20s, and they're like, I learned that real estate in my 20s was the best investment. And I'm like, how old are you? 25. Okay, so you've been in a real estate bull market for five years, and it's been in a bull market for eight years, and you think real estate's the best bull market, right? Or tech stock. Like, big time, big tech stocks right now. The last five years have been glorious, right? I've been in tech investing for big companies for five years, and I think they're the best investment. Man, you do not know what it's like when things go bad. You do not know what it's like when you get a bad CEO or a bad product or a bad EU regulation. You don't understand the pros, cons of cash flow, appreciation, leverage, tax advantages. But, um, yeah, you're going to find one thing that I don't like is, is young experts. One of the things I like about Warren Buffett is he's old. And he's one of the greatest investors of all time. So when he talks, I listen. So, like, when you wake up and you, you fell asleep on the patio, and you might have had an alcoholic beverage, and the sun's setting, and it's lovely, and you can hear nature in the creek, creek flowing, and you look up and you fell asleep, you look up and there's a bear eating your Frosted Flakes bowl of cereal next to you. I know you're saying, in this story, why is there a bowl of Frosted Flakes cereal next to you? I don't know. And I don't know what that story has any merit with anything that I'm talking about at this point in time. Thank you very much. I'm Rob Black. Wow! Microsoft's spending a lot of money on GitHub. Seven and a half billion dollars. So with that kind of money being spent... You owe it to yourself to go figure out what GitHub does. It brings together one of the largest software companies in Microsoft with one of the largest software development platforms, GitHub. GitHub kind of coincides with the WWC and the Apple thing, right? Coincidence? I don't think so. I'm Rob Black. That was key. I was young and an actress When you knelt by my mattress And asked for my hand I was sad You asked it As I laid in a black dress With my father in a cast I had no plans We're making financial sense of your portfolio Now Back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So a friend of mine went on a Tinder date three or four years ago. And on the Tinder date, the guy wanted to get her upstairs to his apartment. So he said, I've got a 3D TV. You want to come in and see it? And she said, sure. So she got to see what a 3D TV looks like, and she ultimately left unscathed. Sometimes men lure women with scripts. Hey, you want to come up to the hotel room and get a script? See which, pick a script that you want to be in. Any script. Like, what a line, right? Holy mackerel, that's scary. But um, 3D TVs, that's even scarier. Think about things that we had in our society that came and went, right? 
Um, 3D TVs didn't quite make it. Now, I always thought 3D TVs were doomed to fail because TVs, we sit around our living room and we watch the Super Bowl together. And the idea of having a party of like 12, 13, 14 people in your home and you'd have to have 12, 13, 14 pair of glasses to watch said Super Bowl in 3D. And I was like, this will never work. And then I was like, well, maybe my producer, Mike, will invite me over to his apartment or his house and we'll watch the Super Bowl together and eat Cheetos. Corn chips. I prefer corn chips on the Super Bowl. All I want to do is sit on a couch and eat corn chips. Um, right. And then I was thinking, he's going to put on 3D glasses and I'm going to put on 3D glasses and we're going to eat corn chips and drink light beer. And at some point in time, he's going to look at me and I'm going to go, this is the dumbest thing we've ever done. We look stupid. Oh, my, my, my. <laughs> yes, Captain. Warp speed ahead. Um, that's why, th- to me, that's why 3D TVs failed. And then we got into, like, curved TVs. Did people care about curved TVs? I don't think so. 4K, it's the year 4K, in large part because of Netflix. And see, the, this story kind of gets all tied together that I thought 3D TVs were going to fail because of the Super Bowl. TV, Super Bowl, TV, Super Bowl. But now Netflix is making that move to 4K content, and that helps Apple. Apple has got a TV box um, that it it supports 4K, but there's not enough programming out there. And it just seems like Comcast is never going to get their act together. Or do we need a new box to get 4K through Comcast? Like, what is holding us up here? And psychologically, I'm like, I want 4K. I don't know why I want 4K, but I want 4K. So when I got my Apple TV... I'm like, I'm going to buy Guardians of the Galaxy in 4K at iTunes. And I was like, ooh, that's what 4K looks like. Okay, so I'm kind of over it, right? But you kind of see how Netflix is, is, is pushing this pretty smartly with a lot of their own shows, um, helping to support their business model and charging you more. Now, speaking of business models and like the whole 21st century thing, JetBlue not too long ago said, you know what? We're going to push against the tide, and we're not going to list our services on Priceline anymore. Um, So they've taken flights off of 12 online services, and they're pushing people to buy directly at JetBlue. Is it because of the sign of times that things are so good at JetBlue? A little bit of that. Is it the sign of times that we're now starting to learn, like, the best deals are offered at that hotel, or the best deals are offered at JetBlue? Um, Or Southwest? You know, Southwest is a discount airliner, right? They're kind of keeping costs as low as they can. They kind of know in their head that you'll find them and that they don't have to be on all these booking sites. So JetBlue already gets well over half of its bookings from people who come straight to JetBlue. And they think more and more people go straight to them. So they don't have to pay that 10% kickback. JetBlue is confident that it can fill the seats without all those listings. It's still on the big ones like Expedia, but getting rid of some of the smaller ones um, like whatscheaper.com and vacationexpress.com. So they're cutting out some of the channels. And, you know, I, I think you're going to see more and more of that, of how do you control content? And how do you just, you know, again, Disney did it. Don't you think other studios are going to follow Disney's lead and say, we're going to pull our content from Netflix? And that's why Netflix is throwing down $8 billion a year on new content. And they're going to do tons of movies this year. I think they've got at least 20 slated for 2018. Uh, so that's out there. Earlier, I talked a little bit about PayPal, and I want to talk about it one more time because Venmo is growing like a weed, and Apple is putting in their iOS 11 a situation where you could pay your friend with Apple to Apple through Instant Messenger. Um, 
And that's pretty great. And you can do that with Venmo. And that's pretty great. So PayPal is getting more people to use its services more often. And that's pretty great. So PayPal grew, you know, the average transactions per average account grew 33, um, was up to 33 last year. That's up 9%. So getting people to use it more often is important. Getting higher um, costs done to it is more profitable. So some of PayPal's newer initiatives include pay with Venmo, which, you know, uh, uh, people can use their Venmo accounts when shopping at online merchants. The company announced earlier this week that it would start rolling out the feature to more than 2 million PayPal merchants. So you can now be at Home Depot and instead of paying with PayPal, you're like, what's my login? You can just pull out your phone and pay with Venmo. So PayPal's interest in making money off the popular peer-to-peer platform uh, that it acquired with the acquisition of Braintree a few years back, um, you know, it's, it's, there's growth there. So after the pay with Venmo rollout, Venmo users are able to shop online using the platform, which is the core strength of PayPal. Uh, PayPal offers its own peer-to-peer payment tools, which are popular, though less sexy than Venmo's. Um, so they're kind of cornering, they're not cornering the market. And will Apple make a serious charge in? That's a big question. Uh, but processing payments, it's good business. Go take a look at Visa's stock chart. Go take a look at PayPal stock chart. Go take a look at MasterCard stock chart. Go take a look at American Express. And yes, sometimes you will find flaws. But what I'm looking right now, I'm looking at which uh, PayPal. It's honestly the most beautiful chart I've ever seen. I'm in love with it. If you could put a staple halfway through in like the belly button and you could stare at this every single day longing for this chart. So do I think that you can own that forever? I think if you've owned it forever up to this point, you've done very, very well. And that's a pretty good sign. Now, Visa, not quite as, oh my gosh, it's more beautiful. And then you like you pull up MasterCard, you're like, oh my gosh, MasterCard's beautiful too. And PayPal's got like an $80 billion market cap. And then you look at Visa, you see that they've got a $250 billion market cap, and they just raised their dividend. Not by a lot. Uh, surprisingly little. And Visa made a huge mistake years ago. They, they spun off Visa Europe to Europe. Uh, you know, because no one likes Europeans, right? They're smelly. I got to be careful what I say. Let's try not to get, let's try not to get suspended for a second time in a year. I've never been suspended twice in the same year. Seems like every year I get suspended for at least a day, sometimes a week. I got in trouble a couple years back when I suggested that, you know, when the riot police were pulling out water cannons and shooting the Greeks, that there was their shower of their month. Got in trouble for that. I got suspended for that. Now I, now, I, now I won't say it. I'll just tell the story that I once said it. I won't say it live, though. That I'm not that not kind of stupid. Behavior, okay? So you don't even know what I... You don't even want to know what I got suspended for this year. What will I get suspended for next year? But man, looking at that Visa, MasterCard, American Express charts, there's some good investing in those uh, payment processors. So did anyone get the staple in the, in the middle of the chart reference? Your comments and questions are always welcome. 
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Hello and welcome in. Rob Black and your buddy. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Things that we could talk about. Money, investing, and more. Let's see. As far as the top stories go, we are in summertime, right? Kind of, sort of, may not feel that way until school gets out, but we are there. So we kind of got this carryover beat of the weekend, but we also kind of got a transition beat of seasons. There was a bullish bias on Friday, and that kind of led to some developments in Europe, or was based on some developments in Europe. Europe's big right now. Italy doesn't have an economic crisis right now. They have a political crisis, but part of their political crisis is tied towards, they've got a lot of debt, and what are they going to do about it in the future? We were talking about trillions of dollars of debt, and you're talking about shaving $100 billion off some sort of social programs. That gets people upset, and they, the people are willing to vote with their political uh, wants and desires. I don't want to pay taxes. Candidate says, I'm going to cut taxes. Like, woohoo! Match made in heaven for some people. U.S. China trade talks are still in the headlines, led by Commerce Secretary Ross. He seems to be pretty well respected as a businessman, um, as a guy whose theories are realistic. But no new agreements. Now, someone asked me, hey, Rob, I know what you do for a living. I know there's billions of dollars in the world and trillions of dollars in the world for sure. But what do you think is going on with China? And I said, it's just all political grandstanding. Deals can get done. Both sides will come out looking good. Do I lean liberal? Do I lean conservative? I think deals need to be updated on a semi-regular basis. Um, I think marriages need to be updated. And, you know, the terms that you, you know, not the terms that you love each other, but uh, the power of love needs to be renewed and refreshed through fresh ideas. The U.S. decision to impose steel and aluminum tariffs on allied countries was derided by financial ministers around the world. There is going to be some political damage that kind of spreads a little bit due to the fact that our president's not well-liked. And, yeah, that's going to retard our position in the financial world in years to come. Will it kill it now? Because the almighty American dollar is, is sought after by everyone. NAFTA negotiations remain bogged down with Prime Minister Trudeau saying the U.S. proposal of a NAFTA sunset clause is a non-starter. Okay. Again, someone asked me, what do you think about that NAFTA deal? And I'm like, it's a 30-year-old deal. I mean, back then you were dealing with cell phones that were the size of, of, of shoeboxes. You know, cars that weren't fuel efficient at all or concerned about it. Let's, let's take a look and you know see if there's something better we could do. Or not. Or just, you know, honor it as is. And I don't know. Maybe try to go with some new partners that we don't have before and let others go to new partners that they haven't had before. Nectar Therapeutics is down 30% after sharing what was uh, seemed to be disappointing preliminary cancer trial data for its new drug NKTR214. Nectar's right around my neighborhood. 
So I don't like seeing their shares down 30% because then I think, uh-oh, one of my neighbors might go postal. Or, uh-oh, what if there's a round of layoffs and you know, a couple of people who work at Nectar live on my street? So there's a big cancer conference in Chicago right now. And a lot of data comes out of it. And that data hit Nectar Therapeutics this morning, ticker symbol NKTR. If you use a service like um, Briefing.com, they do a really, really nice job of showing you when conferences are. And then if you go to that conference's website, it does a really, really nice job of telling you who's presenting when. And you can try to scratch and and get some ideas. Of course, companies aren't going to give out information that would move a stock unless you're President Trump on Friday morning when he talked about the jobs report. I know what's good Which. (laughs) <laughs> yes, you do. Merck's up 1.6% after some uh, positive trial results involving its cancer drug, Keytruda. So the holy grail of biomedicine, biogenetics, uh, it, it seems to be the cure for cancers, right? Even though erectile dysfunction may have a bigger market or uh, anti or pro-fertility or anti-fertility drugs, Uh, Probably have a pretty big market, too, right? So it's all out there. So the gain in Merck, whose market cap is roughly 10 times the size of Nectar Therapeutics, kind of has acted as an offset in the world of healthcare. So one healthcare company, biotech company, gets kind of beat up. Kind of like Rocky Balboa. (laughs) Down 30% a day is pretty ugly, right? Kind of like Rocky Balboa's face. After that big match, man, I would not. Oof. Oh Can you imagine my, my, my. having a, a family member who's a boxer or a loved one who's a boxer? Not cool. Not cool. Okay, so Apple's up today. They have their Worldwide Developers Conference starting today. We're going to learn a little bit more about their next operating system. Ooh. It doesn't excite you, does it? It doesn't. Not much. Awesome. It'll be refinements. Facebook's in the news yet again for giving away your data to 60 companies. Uh, They say it was to create a Facebook kind of feeling before there was an app store. I don't know. I'm telling you. More and more. You see it every week. People, you know, taken down, taken down by text. Roseanne Barr. She had a hit TV show on ABC. ABC renewed it for a second year. It had some controversy because it was leaning conservative, which is, you know, kind of sign of the times. I think Cosby's leaned kind of conservative or were they liberal. Never saw an episode. Don't get mad at me. Friends probably lean conservative, not right. Are you with me or against me? So anyway, there's a lot of that going on out there. So um, Facebook's in a little bit of trouble. And again, you know, Roseanne Barr, did she have to lose her job with Twitter? Or not with Twitter, but with ABC. She didn't need to tweet. She didn't need to do that. Twitter's a Pandora's box. Facebook is a Pandora's box. Oh, I hate people that say things like, I quit Facebook for a month and it was the best thing I ever did. I hit quit my blah, blah, blah for a year and it's the best thing I ever did. I, I Yeah, I'm with it. So, anyway... I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to this show. 
Um, Tinder. Tinder is the night. Millennials are using Tinder more than any other dating app right now. That kind of makes sense. It's mostly free. You know, you could pay for some pretty big upgrades. Find out who's already swiped right on you and such. 27% of single millennials say they use Tinder versus 22% of single non-millennials. So, uh, so Bumble doesn't get terribly good traction. Tinder's got that kind of spin the wheel of is it a hookup or is it going to lead to romance or is it going to lead to kind of angle? Whereas Bumble is like, no, let's, let's not do the hookup. Kind of sending that, that vibe out there or okay, stupid. Um, Tinder clearly continues to outpace other platforms. And from a broader standpoint, it's clear that millennials continue to use dating platforms at a higher rate than non-millennials. So lots of privacy concerns there, right? So when you see Facebook having privacy concerns, you know, what about Tinder? So, and Tinder is a tied towards a company that, you know, was just on fire. Um, one of the sexiest stocks out there, right? Because it's got, you know, people paying 50 60 $70 for a subscription to Tinder. 10 20 bucks a month, but then they make you buy six or seven months, right? And you can see who's swiped already on you and who hasn't swiped on you. And like, ooh, there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. But this comes important because, again, Tinder has your information. Facebook has your information. Facebook gets in trouble. Facebook announces, you know, that they've shared your information with too many people, that they've been hacked too many times. And we start saying, we need a regulator. We need a regulator. Well, that scares people like ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, who throw out content. Because when you regulate, you know, airwaves, like you have to play by the government's rules and you can't have a Janet Jackson fiasco at the Super Bowl. And what are the fines when there's a, a, a fiasco on Tinder or there's a fiasco on um, Snapchat or a fiasco on Facebook? So regulation's coming. It is coming. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Tim Cook is on the stage at the San Jose Worldwide Developers Conference for Apple. Magical. What? And enriches what? people in some way. Uh, does your phone, is your phone, do you ever describe it as magical? Uh, sure, sure, sure. If you're like stuck in Vegas Golden Knight era, so I'm like, ye old magic. You're talking to toy device. No, your phone's not magic or does it uh, enrich you? But I love a good CEO. All right, all right, all right. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. The market is jumping higher. Apple in the tech sector hit new record highs. Uh, Microsoft has a big acquisition. A lot of lot going on. A lot of PR headlines kind of all stuff. Right, all right, all right. It's not earnings season, so we're talking about ideas. Apple's developer conference has a lot of ideas. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. 
Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOWs. towards $1 trillion in market cap. It's at an all-time high today. How often have you said to yourself, oh yeah, I wish I would have bought that stock. Or I knew about that back then, but I didn't buy it. And you're like, oh, I'm killing myself. Or whether it's Amazon or Netflix. And trust me, there's, there's plenty that get by on a regular basis. Shares of General Electric on the other hand, or is one that used to be a rock and roll god of investing stocks. And it's down 20% this year, and it's, it's had a horrible five years. It's most recently taken a beating for not committing to its dividend payout in 2019, and a lot of people will email me, what do you think about buying GE, the general? It once was a rock and roll god of investing stocks. And look, it's down, it's weak, it's value. Growth Amazon, Facebook, Netflix, Google versus value. And as Ad- Admiral Akbar once told us about value, it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a you gotta watch out for. It's a trap. You gotta watch out for the value traps. Where you're like, this used to be a rock and roll stock god hall of fame kind of investment general electric now look at it it's weak and, and pitiful and i'm going to pick it up now because i'll be there and I'll, I'll say i knew it was going to rise from the ashes so the ceo john flannery has taken over about a year ago and all you can say is that he took over a mess and Probably right around a year, people start saying, okay, we've given you some time. Now put up or shut up. Show me the money. We want to see what you're going to do. But in the case of GE, we don't want to see their money. We don't want the dividend payout. It doesn't make any sense because they're struggling. So one of their risks is running out of cash. One of their business models is to give cash back to shareholders to say, hey, we're boring and unsexy. We're GE. We bring good things to living. We bring good things to life. But we need to be conservative now because we're, 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 we're looking a little frail and we're you know, looking at a tougher winter. Can the company de-risk? They've got a big asset in Baker Hughes. That would get the company about $20 billion, about $10 billion short of its bare minimum to you know continue to be rated high that people would believe that you're going to get your dividend. So GE, will they get a cash injection? What will they do? When they do it, I'll tell you about it. But right now, it's not the light of their eyes. And I think we waited and we waited and we waited and finally... We're like, are you John Paul Stevens? Can I see the white of your eyes? Blam. Something like that, right? So that's out there. Nectar down 30%. That's a real happy one. Retirement rules are always something that I always want to revisit. Stocks, too. Because, look, GE used to be the rock and roll god stock 
of all time. It was unbelievable. You could buy it and it was like a mutual fund. It did you well. So now it's in a different position. So you have to rethink it, right? Just like with retirement issues, the 4% rule. Now you'll hear CFPs come out and go, the so-called 4% rule, it's dominated investor thinking, blah, 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 blah. And, and you'll get lost in that kind of information because you'd rather hear about the Blazers or the Warriors or the Rockets or you'd rather hear about the baseball team that has the guy who hits all the home runs. That's much more interesting and much more easy to digest. It's boom. It's out of here. Boom. Shakalakalaka. That ball went straight to Compton. I don't even know what that means. I'm mixing up my metaphors. That's right, Jack. So anyway, you have to rethink rules, right? Even baseball has to rethink rules. They've got a thing where it's the old slow game. And then they're like, millennials have a ADD autism and they need to riddle in just to get by with their attention deficit disorder. So let's, let's speed up the game. Because they, right? we, don't longer, we no longer care about grandpa, who already owns everything in his house, so we can't sell him anything there. We no longer care about grandpa because he's not going to go out and buy a $45,000 car on a web. He knows better. So baseball has to appeal to the millennials, and they have to like change the rules and revisit things. So um, you got to rethink things with Social Security and retirement. You got to rethink things with that idea of what two or three bad years do and historical averages. If historical averages are trending lower, that's not a good sign. To, that's not a good theory to sign up for the average theory, right? And then you get things like home equity prices and things like that, where a lot of Americans own homes with a lot of equity. And you'll even hear old man Tom Selleck pushing uh, reverse mortgages, which I think is illegal. You can't have celebrity endorsers. You're darn uh, If you're going to be a financial fiduciary. So I, I, I look at it and he goes, there's $14 trillion. I'm Magnum P.I. locked up in your home. So what happens if everyone does a reverse mortgage and starts spending money on, say, BMWs, German luxury automobiles, and then Trump puts a ban on German luxury automobiles, and people have all these German luxury automobiles in the United States that suddenly triple in value because you can no longer bring another German luxury automobiles. I get paid five cents every time I say the phrase German luxury automobiles. So you get the idea that you got to look at things, revisit them, and know that they change. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. You spend your days alone still hoping for the truth of Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.